What's up, y'all? It's B Dangerous back here with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Yes, yes. Just in case you guys were wondering, or my loyal listeners were wondering, it's been a little, little, little bit of a gap between me doing my shows and what I would normally do. But since All-Star break came and went, I'm like, you know what? This is an opportunity to get a longer break, so I have more stuff to talk about for you guys, okay? Didn't forget about y'all one bit, but anyway, if you were tuned in today, welcome to Dangerous Sports Talk. Please follow me, Be Dangerous, at TheBeDangerous on Instagram and Twitter. Also, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page, and this very podcast that you're listening to right now. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Breaker, if you're listening to listening to this on Pocket Cast, please press that follow button right now. So the show can keep growing more, and let's get right into it. The Super Bowl. Now, this Super Bowl was cool for numerous reasons. I believe that this was the first time two brothers would play against each other, in Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. And both of them are actually from Cleveland. They went to Cleveland Heights, so people here were pretty excited about that. Of course, the Browns were in it, so they could really give a fuck who won, but hey, the Kelsey brothers were in it, and hey, they rep people that are from here. Then you have the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, whether you deny it or not, sir, you're black, okay? And Jalen Hurts is black. And I didn't realize how evenly matched both teams were until I watched them play each other. Because we had offense on both sides. We had Jalen Hurts with three touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, matching the Super Bowl record set by Mr. Terrell Davis in three rushing touchdowns. And we had Patrick Mahomes doing what he does. Travis Kelsey doing what he does. And I'm like, I didn't know who to pick to win because both teams were so evenly matched in offense, defense, and secondary. You know what I'm saying? So it was hard to really think. I'm like, okay, who is about to win? Like, this is Jalen Hurts' first go-round. So even though he lost this series, he has absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And it took this. Super Bowl for people to finally give him credit for what it's worth. But, of course, when it comes to Kansas City, you are not going to stop Travis Kelsey. You are not going to stop Pacheo. I love the way he runs. You're not going to be able to stop Chris Jones or Mr. Patrick Mahomes. When it's do or die time, they go out there and they get it. So the Super Bowl this year overall was pretty damn cool. I ain't even going to lie about that. It was pretty cool because some Super Bowls are kind of more overhyped. Then it turns out that the game overall is boring. But this actually lived up to the hype. And I was happy that the Super Bowl was entertaining because I'm like, okay, I have a little bit more stuff to cover. And it seems like it seemed like the game was going to be close. But when they started to run the clock down at the end, I'm like, okay, Kansas City is going to try to get the go ahead field goal. So. They won't have to rush and score and then try to get Philadelphia to score. Like, they didn't want to risk that chance. So, Super Bowl was definitely fun this year. Also, I got to talk about this really quick as well. The non-Vince McMahon-led XFL is back. Because it is run by somebody who was in 
the first installment of XFL as a wrestler. And that wrestler is The Rock. He's not coming in as The Rock this time like he was the last time. Like, if you guys watch the old school XFL, you can see right away what the hell was wrong with the XFL. And that is not the case here. I wanted to watch both games, but I was so damn tired on Sunday I didn't get a chance to. But the first day it was back, I did get a chance to watch the player introductions, like, to find out what the player's stories were going into this. And I'm like, okay, like, I like the foundation that they're building on. And I believe I watched, fuck, 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 what game was that? I watched Vegas. I think they played Albuquerque. I could be wrong. Or Arlington, that's what it was. It was Arlington. I watched that game. And that game was pretty cool. And I seen some familiar faces I didn't expect to see. One of those familiar faces was former Steelers Martavius Bryant. And I also seen former Steeler player and Steeler legend Mr. Rod Woodson coaching the Vipers. And I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. And it'll be interesting to see how this season flourishes. Because, I, like I said, I didn't watch the second game, but I watched the first one. And it was cool. The rules are slightly different. Granted, you still punt the ball away. You still have four downs. The point numbers are, the points are still the same. Point system is the same, except for when it comes to kickoffs. Like you could pretty much kick the ball, and you can't start start moving until the person receiver has reception of the ball. Um, after you score a touchdown, you have the option of choosing one, two, or three points. So I'm like, that's kind of like a little bit of street ball mentality a little bit. Because in NFL Street that I that I played, you had the option to choose one point or two points. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, they kind of kept it there. So I'm like, the rules aren't really too hard to learn in football if you already know the game. If this is your first time watching football or whatever the case might be and you want to see the XFL, the rules might trip you up a little bit because they're not NFL style. But... Since they are partnered with the NFL this time around, and there is absolutely no Vince McMahon at the head, I truly believe that the XFL will succeed this time. Because it was a cool concept. Like, the first time around when the XFL was a thing, it was a very cool concept. But by Vince not letting the XFL survive on its own away from the WWE also known as the WWF at the time. That's what made it go down the tubes the first damn time. So, I get that the XFL has definitely matured. They're actually with the NFL this season. And they said it's here to stay. Well, I really hope so. I absolutely hope so. Because, yo, who knows what this could lead to. And this is a very nice substitute when the, when the NFL is absent. So, it's not like I missed any football. Because the week after the Super Bowl, the XFL premiered. So, hey, I'm absolutely happy with this. Also, this past weekend was the NFL. All NFL, really? Jesus. NBA All-Star Game in Utah. And all the stars were out. I seen Vanessa and the babies there. I seen Mr. John Stockton, who is a jazz legend. 
Also, Carl Malone. I just want to start off by saying that Carl Malone, I split into two different people when I found out what I found out about him. And Carl Malone, the mailman. Carl Malone, the basketball player. Hell, even Carl Malone, the wrestler, I absolutely respect 100%. I'm not even going to take anything away from him. Because Carl Malone was the man. <coughs> Excuse me. Carl Malone, the basketball player, the mailman, absolute tens. I love Carl Malone, the basketball player. However, Carl Malone, the person, not so much. And just go back and look up the reason why. Like, look up Carl Malone. Hell, go on Sports Century. And look up Carl Malone's life and watch his story. Then you come back and you talk to me about it. And that's why I don't like Carl Malone. But anywho, anyhow, the skills challenge. Team Jazz defended their home court. You had Mr. Former Cavalier, Colin Sexton, Walker Kelson, and my kid, Jordy Clarkson. They won the skills challenge. Okay, no problem. Damian Lillard won the three point contest. I'm happy that Dan Ballard actually went away with some sort of all-star accolade. Because usually, they sleep on Damian Lillard so bad, it's sickening to to this extent. It really fucking is. Because just because you remain loyal to the Trailblazers, who if you followed their history have had much, much, much bad luck and injuries to their top players, top draft picks, I'm sorry. Or if their players get traded, or if they have a good team, they'll be labeled as the damn jailblazers. So in a lot of ways, the Blazers can't win for fucking losing. So Damian Lillard bringing home a trophy there, that makes things just a little bit better. And that makes you see, okay, he really is down for the long run. Anyway, we have Mac McClung from the G-Leagues come into the Austin. Come into the dunk contest and win the fucking dunk contest. Making him the second full-blooded white boy to walk away with the slam dunk title. After Brent Berry in 1996 when he was with the Clippers. One of their two slam dunk championships. But anyway, hey. This was actually pretty fucking shocking. Because I didn't expect too much. Man, it's always the years that I don't expect too much from the dunk contest. Is when the shit is a bomb. Because that happened twice. Well, actually a few damn times. It happened the years Jason Richardson won. It happened the year, um, wait, 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 wait. That Zach Levine came out of nowhere and won the dunk contest the way he did. Like, it's always the years that no one is hyped for the dunk contest when when somebody wants to come and quote-unquote bring it back. And (laughs) I kind of felt that something was going to happen. I didn't know exactly what, but hey, a white boy in Utah winning the slam dunk championship seemed, it made more sense to me the more that I thought about it. And I went and I watched everything on, what was it, on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, he has some pretty, pretty raw fucking dunks. I believe he had a 540 dunk, he had a 360 dunk, and uh, he jumped over people like shit. This was actually a pretty raw dunk contest, I ain't even gonna lie. 
Much better than the one that was in fucking Cleveland, which I was so disappointed about. But that's another story for another fucking day. And All-Star Game MVP with 55 points. I shouldn't be surprised by this. Mr. Jason Tatum. And since this is the quote-unquote Kobe Award, it fits. Like, so far, since they renamed the All-Star MVP Award to honor Kobe, who everybody that's ever gotten that trophy has absolutely deserved it. So I can't even say that I'm not proud of it because I'm Jason Tatum is obviously one of my favorite players. And this All-Star Weekend was pretty... It was okay. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And let's see what else we got. I have my notes here, you guys, so bear with me. I, there was so much shit to, to talk about, I didn't want to forget it. But anyway, I wanted to address this in my last show, but I didn't get a chance to because, well, I forgot. So Tom Brady retires again. Now, after his first quote-unquote retirement stint, and people took it seriously... With him coming back, they're like, really? So we did all this for what? But this, since it's not too much of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Since he didn't go out with the Brady bang that we're accustomed to, things aren't going to be made as public as they are. Granted, he's going to say certain things here and there. There are people going to be doing podcasts about it. You know what I'm saying? But to actually go all out. And knowing that he came back this season just to be retired by the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. Yeah, he's going to just quietly exit stage left and just go be with his kids now. Since his marriage has now fucking come apart. But he felt like he, he still had some in the tank. This season let him know. Nah, sir. Just go. Just go sit down somewhere. Go sit down somewhere. And your legacy speaks for itself. That's pretty much what it is. So Tom Brady retires. I'm not shocked by that at all. However, I was a little bit shocked by this next piece of news. Miss Diana Taurasi signs with the Mercury for a multi-year contract. Now, Diana Taurasi is definitely a WNBA OG. You know, I grew up watching her play, win gold medals, and she was pretty much the embodiment of the Phoenix Mercury for the longest fucking time. So I absolutely respect her and as a player. How much she has left in the tank, I don't know. Because Father Time obviously is undefeated. And you can only do with so much, especially when your body is like, okay, yo, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of her staying healthy. With Brittany Griner coming back this season, it has a adds a more level as ugh, damn it. It adds another level of excitement. To the Mercury season this year. Help the WNBA for this, for that matter. Because this season will probably start right after the NBA season ends. And I cannot wait to see what's going to happen this year. Namely, Vegas. Like, I already, I called it last year. Like, that Vegas was going to win another, was going to win their first championship. And they did. And with Candace Parker being in the WNBA now, it's like, yo, I have to watch this season. Like, when I get off work. And games come out come on at three. Yes, I gotta watch it. Hell, I might even download some damn apps on my Fire Stick so I can see them. But yes, I'm definitely excited. 
Let's see. What else do we got to talk about here? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. WNBA. We have the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Now, I was a little skeptical on watching it. I'm not going to lie. I watched... I didn't even get a chance to watch the women's part because I, I believe Liv Morgan won that one. I believe she did. But pretty much the men's elimination chamber, what I seen, we had fucking Theory defend his title. <coughs> Excuse me. We had Austin Theory defend the United States title and win the United States title. But honestly, I could give a fuck about Austin Theory and his asymmetrical hairdo. Montez Ford being in that chamber and showing what he had as a singles competitor. Not not just a part of a tag team, but to see Montez Ford do what he did is like, yo, this shit right here, he's definitely a star in the making. And with it being Black History Month, I'm like, yo... We can't say that he isn't the first, he's the first man to shine in the Elimination Chamber, but hey, he has a lot of untapped potential, and I pray, I pray like hell that the company will eventually let Montez fly on his own just to see what he can do as a singles wrestler, because you see that the star quality is there, like I hope he stays healthy, oh, I'm hoping he stays out of trouble. Because I've seen many wrestlers who have the same potential that Montez has and then end up blowing it on dumb shit. And I pray that's not the case here. Let's see, let's see. What happened? Oh, Rhea Ripley and Dominic got beaten by Beth Phoenix and Edge. I've seen that match. Um, shit, shit, shit. What else? Oh. Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Of course, Roman won. He's trash talking Sami's wife in front of Sami's hometown, mind you. And this is like, after seeing the Royal Rumble and watching that in its entirety, it's like, yo. I expected just a little bit more. But with this being the road to WrestleMania, the pay-per-view that literally sits between the Royal Rumble and the WrestleMania... I couldn't get too mad because it's like, yo, they're going to go all out for WrestleMania. So I didn't expect too much, you know what I'm saying? But it was a nice bridge between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania because it's going to be in it's going to be in Hollywood this year. So I'm just waiting for April 1st and 2nd to get here so I can watch some wrestling. Am I going to be watching in between this? Like, I've been getting better at watching wrestling damn near every week now. I'm not going to lie to you. But like I said, I'm so spoiled. I'm so damn spoiled being an Attitude Era kid and growing up watching wrestling every single week to see what it is now. It's getting better. It's gotten a lot better. Just don't let Vince get his hands into too much shit because things will plummet right before your eyes before you know it. So don't let Vince... Get his grubby little fingers in too much shit. Because you worked way too hard to get to the point where you're at a respectable level now. And with all the rumors about this going on, that going on, people leaving the company, 
Like, it's it's too much. It's too fucking much. Vince's allegations still coming in out of the fucking woodwork? No. You don't need any ne- negative publicity. Oh, and I also got to talk about a little bit more NBA before I go. So, with the Lakers' quote-unquote new team and the signings that they made, they're decent. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be decent. Damn. I got to talk about that as well. But anyway, the Lakers have made some pretty decent moves. Do I expect them to make the playoffs? No. Because he can talk all this good shit about how he wants to lead the team to this. He wants to do this and that. And doing his little Twitter finger shit. Listen, I'm tired of your words. I'm tired of them. Either you make shit happen or you don't. Point blank fucking period. Also, the Bulls' inconsistency still is killing them down the stretch. However... There is one ashy player who just left the fucking Lakers. Decided to take his ass to the Bulls and Patrick Beverly. I'm like, of all the places you could have fucking went. Of all the places you could have went. You had to take your ashy ass from the Lakers to Chicago. But one thing I noticed. One thing I noticed is the reception to Patrick Beverly going to the Lakers to the Bulls are two different things because it was tee funny when he was with the Lakers. But now he's going to add toughness to the Bulls, right? This is a better fit. But no, tee just as fucking loud just because it's the Bulls getting, getting fucking ashy-ass Patrick Beverly. Like, it's always been something about him that I have never liked. Because it's like, you talk, you talk, you talk. But then when you get burned, you lose. It's always an excuse for why this or that happened. But you want everybody to give you your flowers and shit while you're still in the NBA. And you can huff and puff and blow the fucking house down like you always do. And somehow, someway, get eliminated. Well, not even. Well, yeah, get eliminated. But also find some way to get suspended because you want to push, shove, and do all this other extra bullshit. Like, he's the Eli Apple of the NBA. And I can't stand Eli Apple either. Also, Westbrook reached a buyout with the Utah Jazz. And he's not leaving L.A. He's going to the Clippers. Now, if Russell Westbrook does the same shit that he did on the Los Angeles Lakers, are y'all going to have the same energy for him there? Are you going to count how many turnovers he has? How many brick, how many brick layers he shoots? How many times... He can't stay healthy. Like, listen, if Russell Westbrook got that treatment on the Lakers, he better get that in tenfold when it comes to the fucking Clippers. Because people are expecting to ball out, but what do I know? I'm just a Laker fan with no clue of what I'm talking about until the shit materializes. It's always all smiles when they sign with the Clippers. But mark my words, once they settle their asses down, if you thought he had problems with Darvin Ham, what the fuck do you think is going to happen on the Clippers? I could go down the line of how many of their players end up getting in dumb shit. Stupid shit. But, like I said, I'm not going to jinx it. I'm going to let Russell go over to the fucking rent payers and be great. So you do what you do over there, Russ. Bulls. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with this inconsistent-ass season that you've had, but you better make something happen. 
Lakers, yeah, you got a new team. But I'm tired of words. Either you go out and you fucking win and you make the playoffs. Or you do what you've been doing. Be inconsistent. Keep losing. Worry about personal stats. Then get injured the next fucking game and sit out for three games. Or you don't. Point blank period. Either you perform, you come with it, or you don't. That's my thoughts on the second half of the damn season. And I believe I talked about everything. Yeah, this was a busy this was a busy show because I knew I was gonna have a lot of shit to cover. But as always, I thank you guys so very much for your listening, for your listens, for supporting Dangerous Sports Talk and me be dangerous. And at eight o'clock Eastern time right now, I can start uploading the show and be happy that I uploaded something and accomplished something before I even went to work. But anyway, Please check out Dangerous Sports Talk on Facebook. Please follow the Dangerous Sports Talk Facebook page. Please follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the podcast on Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, I am out of here. Peace.